بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد Allahsan dear brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a very short life in this worldly life. And presently right now on the top of the list of a worldly life is the word security, protection, arm response. These are all hashtags you can call them. Where we're looking for security of our lives, our families, our children, our properties, our assets, security, protection, we are thinking what to do, how to do it. To understand anything correctly, the right concept, in Sharia there are different concepts. In Sharia there are different concepts. To understand every concept of life, we have to go back to the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the lives of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Sahaba radiallahu anhum were the first addresses of Quran Sharif. The first addresses Quran was revealed in their language. For them to first understand, implement, practice, and show the Ummah al Qiyamah, this is how it should be understood, and this is how you must do it. It's not based upon my understanding in this zaman and this period of time, it's based upon how they understood it. Ulama explain on the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will measure, will gauge the iman of the Ummah based upon the iman of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Their amal, their iman, that will be the measurement. That will be the pemana, as we say in Urdu. That how much you understood of Islam, iman, shariat, is based upon how they understood it, how they implemented it. And to qualify this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, radiyallahu anhum maradwa'an. How they understood it, how they implemented it, Allah wa ta'ala said, that I am happy with them. They did it correctly. And they are happy with Allah Jalla Jalaluhu in every condition Allah Ta'ala put them. Whether the battle of Khandaq, whether it was Badr, whether Ahzab, every condition that came upon them, they were absolutely happy. They had no objection to the decree of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala whatsoever. That why it's happening. All of a sudden, battle of Badr, they had to go out to loot. They didn't go out to engage in any battle. They went just to loot and to come back. It was jayiz and permissible for them, but the entire thing turned around and became a battle. But they were absolutely happy to go out. So this, how they understood sharia, how for us to understand now, we want the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as we mentioned, the love for akhirah should increase in the heart. We're not here to stay forever. To protect our lives and our assets to such an extent that we want to live our life. We want to live it up. We don't want to live. Our maqsad of life is to, to lead our life to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sunnahs of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the maqsad is akhirat. Not to live longer over here. We mentioned before also, when we mentioned to our ustaz, Abdul Hamid sahab, we made dua, that may Allah grant you long life, good health in the khidmat of deen. And the reply Mu'ana gave was, that you are making dua, that Allah ta'ala keeps this prisoner in prison for a longer period of time. Dunya is a prison. How long are you going to make dua to remain in this prison? If we have to live in this prison, we will live in the khidmat of deen, in the service of deen. But the sooner we can go, that is why ulama say we have to pick our life at 63. We should pick our life at 63. Before the age of 63, I want to do everything, finish. My jamaat work, my four months, my 40 days, my tazkiyah, my tasawuf, my zikr, my Quran. 
to learn my tajweed before I go. Sulaiman Janji Rahmatullah Nizamuddin was asked an old man sitting in front of him. He said, oh old man, you know go to Jannat. He says, definitely. He says that when you reach there and you see the holes of Jannah, then you'll want to spend time with them. He said, yes, definitely. He said, they'll ask you for meher. Do you have meher by you? He said, yes, I have. He said, no, the meher day will be your last ten surahs of Quran Sharif. They'll test you your surahs with the juid. You know your ten surahs with the juid? He said, I don't know it. He said, you are a problem then. You'll be in Jannat without a wife. So better you spend your four months and learn your four, ten surahs with the juid, then you can think of going to Jannat after that. Your currency of dunya will not work. The maqsad is akhirat. But for protection of our iman primarily, when we make dua also, we make dua, Ya Allah, protect our iman first. Our aqaid and our beliefs, our a'mal, our masajid, our makatib, our darul ulooms. Shouldn't be that we make dua only for our dunya. And then at the last, little bit of my akhirat. But we make dua for all our deeny things. Those are safe, then we are safe. The hadith Nabi Ali salatu salam mentioned to Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, oh Ibn Abbas, if you want protection, Protect the commands of Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. Protect the commands of Allah. See, hududahu wa awamirahu wa nawahiyahu. Protect the limits of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Protect the commands of Allah. Protect the prohibitions of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Don't exceed the bounds. As Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu kana waqqafan inda kitabillah. They would say about Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu in the command of kitabullah came Quran Sharif kana waqqafan. In our terms now it's about dead breaks. Can't go further than this. This is the command of Allah. Can't exceed it. That was it. Finished. Justice prevailed in the world. In Madinah Munawwara. So when it comes to protection, Allah Ta'ala has a system, which we call a concept in Sharia. How to get the protection of Allah. Protect the commands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And Yahfazka, Allah will protect you divinely. Ulama say in our zamana to get the help of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to become the wali of the time. The friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of this period of time where to engage in guna is very easy. And to do good a'mal has become a challenge to the ummah in general. You see, do four things, basic things. Two external, two internal. Two external, every day, every step of your life, they say, make sure that your beard is according to sunnah. They say, one is now an external enemy harming us. When the ummah is harmed, this pains Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The news reaches him. This pains Nabi alayhi salatu salam that my ummah is being tortured, persecuted. That pains the heart of Nabi alayhi salatu salam. He say one is a non-Muslim with the outsiders harming the ummah. And then harming Nabi alayhi salatu salam. And worse than that, when the ummah themselves are harming the Nabi of Allah. When every morning they have to get up now, and a person looks in the mirror, doesn't wish to look like the Nabi of Allah. I don't want to look like you. I don't like your turn, I don't like your style, I don't like your sunnat. Although I'm an ummati, but I got my own style, I don't like your style. To become a wali of the time, ulama say externally, keep a sunnat beard. Doesn't cost anything. And when we go into the qabr also, the third question Nabi Ali Salatu Salam's Mubarak face will be shown to every Ummati. Do you recognize this person? Ulama say that every morning a person looks in the mirror and his face is a mirror effect of the face of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When he sees a beautiful face in the Qabr, it will be easy to recognize that face. Because I saw it every morning. I saw the mirror of that face every morning. There's the last question. We can't leave the question blank. 
and things will get the mark for it. We'll have to answer that question. So they say in this period of time, we ask ulama ikram, there's much discussion, detail. When it comes to the length of the beard, one first length from below the chin, and how to keep it. This is one sunnah, sahaba ikram, every one of them had, there was no ikhtilaf whatsoever. We hear much ikhtilaf nowadays, difference of opinion between the muftis. This, there's no ikhtilaf, no difference of opinion. One first length beard, this is a shan of a Muslim, this is a sign of a mu'min. Secondly, they say to ensure that every garment that comes in the top coming down is above the ankles. Very important, the hadith of Bukhari Sharif. In which Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam said that person who will let any garment hang below his ankles, that will be in the fire of Jahannam. Our kurta, pants, long johns, is coming from the top, coming down. This unfortunately now the men haven't understood, the ladies understood. Their dresses are getting shorter, above the ankles, and the men's are getting longer. Dunya has become tipsy-turvy. So we say the concepts of Sharia, Ummah hasn't understood the concepts correctly. So ensure from young or little children also, that the angles are absolutely clear. You should, should not be on the, just on the limits, on the boundaries. We're living on the edge. We'll fall off the edge sooner or later. We're going to haram them. So these two external things are very important. That we keep a sunnah appearance. That's our first line of defense from the fire of Jahannam. We're talking about our first line of defense if something has to happen. We've got big forums, when we've got different groups, etc. What's the first line of defense? What about my first line of defense against the fire of Jahannam? At least I got a beard. At least my pants are above the ankles. I look like the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So these two external things. Two internal ulama explain is the eyes. Protect the eyes has become the fitna of the time. So Hakim Akhtar sahab rahimullah used to say, that when a certain fitna became very rife in the ummah, Shu'ib alayhi salatu salam's time, cheating in weight and measurement became a norm. They were cheating. They wouldn't give full. Because of that, azab was sent down, they were wiped out. Nuh alayhi salatu salam, Luta alayhi salatu salam, sodomy, whether it was now, they had pride over their power, qawm thamud qawm ad they broke the commands of Allah based upon certain sins of theirs, Allah Ta'ala wiped them out. And Allah said another Nabi, if Nabi Ali had not been the final Nabi, this Ummah would have been destroyed because of abuse of the eyes. If not that, Allah would have sent, I'm saying would have sent, another Nabi to reform the Ummah in this period of time because of the eyes. The amount of fitna, the amount of sin that's engaged right now because of the eyes. For us to protect the eyes and then we can protect the heart and the mind. Two things, protect the eyes, the heart and the mind. We can keep these things clean of all the filth around us. Control our eyes, look down, videos on the phone, clips etc. To protect our hearts, our families, our children. And worse than that, a person might have this on his cell phone and he's coming into the masjid, the house of Allah. Performing salah with it on his phone. Allah is alimum bidat is sudur. Allah knows what's in the heart. Allah knows the deception of your eye also. How will a person get the full effect of his salah if he has all the sin on him? So we make a decision from today. If I have anything on my phone, we don't need it. We don't need to take this to the qabr with us. There's no coming back thereafter. If we protect the limits of Allah wa ta'ala, and we get rid of our sins, bring the commands of Allah Jalla Jalalu, Allah says definitely, I will protect you. And the system of Allah Ta'ala's protection is so amazing. 
So whole long discussion, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, how you protect this ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, internally, externally, how Allah tabarak wa ta'ala will use a malaika, Allah will use the animal kingdom, Allah will use insan, and different stages of Allah ta'ala's protection, these are concepts in deen, which we have to learn. If you want that, now we're going to tap into that system. The simple way to tap, my dear brothers, every ummati has to decide, starting from us here in South Africa. But when it comes to my external sunnah at least, my garb, my beard, my pants, my topi, the crown of a mu'min in the masjid. Zakim sahab used to say, don't dare Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Don't come bareheaded to the masjid. As of now, Allah cannot see me. Nabi Ali sallallahu alayhi wa was very particular about this. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu particularly mentioned that before I enter the toilet, I ensure that my head is covered. That was the toilet. We can imagine the masjid now, even more than that. So this one one sunnah, my dear brothers, hurt the heart of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. One is the kuffar hurting him. We are hurting him. And now we expect the Nabi of Allah to make du'as for us. Yes, he's making du'a. But if we're hurting him all the time, all we got to do, it takes a few people to change lives. And this becomes now to say viral. The rest of the family will change. The wife will go into hijab, niqab, cover her head. Protect the lumens of Allah. Allah's divine help, protection will be with the summat. Allah ta'ala give us so fake, inshaAllah. Subhanallah, bihamdulillah.